right, welcome to Tabletop Transmissions. Uh, once again, I am one of your hosts, Liz, and joining me tonight are my co-hosts. I am Cassie. Hello, I'm Fran. All right, so uh, how are we doing tonight, gang? Uh, not badly, not too badly. Good. Yeah, could definitely be worse. Hmm. Uh, you know, I'm going to say that I don't think I could be worse uh, because it's so hot. <laughs> yeah. I just I just can't I can't uh-huh. do it anymore. <laughs> oh my god. It uh-huh. all the more reason for you to come visit the Pacific Northwest where we are hot, but we are not hot DC standards and we're not uh-huh. much No yeah. what because we're not built next to a freaking swamp. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> like I I looked at I looked at the the outdoor temperature this morning, and our our outdoor thermostat is right next to our our air conditioner outside. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's like 100 plus at about 10 a.m. Oh, yeah. holy and crap, dude! I just I just decided I'm not going outside today. <laughs> like yeah, like That's I went nice. out I went out to empty the recycling, and I was like. <laughs> I was like, well, no, I went out to fight. So I went out to go get lunch and to uh, to empty the recycling, and mm. I'm just not having it. <laughs> yeah. This is unacceptable. I am going in. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go write a strongly worded, worded letter. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. No. Uh, no one's no one's going to read it anyway. <laughs> But uh, no. So how's how's the uh, how's gaming been for y'all? Um, Robot. I hate to say it, but once again, it's been... whoa, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, uh, maybe it is the mic. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I hate to say it, but it's been basic non-existent for me. Is what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Um. I... You've got done a lot of gaming lately, Fran. Uh, not a lot, but I have definitely done gaming. Uh, we actually were gaming today, and we got to the, we got to the uh, the 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 follow up to the exciting bucket saga. <laughs> if you guys remember the uh, the uh, the last time we talked, um, we we got to find out. Uh, Take care of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Anyway, yeah. what were you saying, Fran? So I was saying, uh, we we reached the next stage in the uh, in the thrilling bucket saga. This was um, where you uh, where we uh, where we destroyed the, the temple of elemental evil using a bucket full of brown mold yep. and uh, and uh, fundamentally reshaped the uh, the uh, uh, the Deserin Valley forever. <laughs> so. Yeah. Your wife implied there was some kind of tectonic activity on the Sword Coast this week. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so, so for those who for those who didn't hear this uh, particular episode, my gaming group, uh, we were playing ninth level characters, working our way gradually to the center of the Temple of Elemental Evil, um, which is a giant underground um, ancient dwarven ruin that's been taken over by. Uh, <clears throat> uh, elementalist cult. Um, we were in the fire realm, and there was a room with brown mold, which is a magical 
uh, species of mold in D&D that exudes tremendous cold and grows, well, let's say explosively fast in the presence of heat. So <clears throat> um, we decided that uh, since they had a giant lava feature that ran down from one level of the dungeon to the next to the next, um, screw those guys down at the bottom. We were going to um, use tongs and carry one of the bucket, carry a bucket full of brown mold and drop it in on top of them and see if we could, you know, mess up their crap. Well, we did. Uh, we basically caused a massive explosion at the center of the temple. Um, apparently, we 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 just uh, we we death started basically. Um, we managed to barely ex escape. We got rocketed out, and so the center of the Sumber Hills region of the Deserin Valley uh, was dented up into a new sort of elemental volcano that was shooting air out one side, um, fire out another side, water out another side, boulders and brown mold, um, all, you know, caroming, caroming skywards in a giant cascade. So this week we got to go out and run into people, um, almost all of whom's first question was, do you have any idea what the hell just happened? Um, which, you know, is a fair question because we kind of, you know, stopped a river and um, started a lava flow towards. Fran, the, prop, the proper answer to when you get one of those questions is, mm -hmm. no, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, no, but we're, we're all kind of, well, actually, we're not all nice, but the two people who aren't nice are stuck inside of uh, giant amber eggs for, for important plot reasons. So, yeah, we got, the, uh, we got um, a very high up in the Harper's Guild saying, so what you're saying is you triggered the apocalypse with a bucket? Um, so that was, that was our uh, great line for the day. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, basically, we've we've kind of blown up a substantial corner of the Sword Coast, and uh, it's going to take a long time for us to uh, make anything right. I I think you just uh, just done the D and D equivalent of a refugee crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's actually really interesting. I would love to see how that's handled. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, um, there's we're doing what we can. We've gotten we've gotten messages off to the Lords Alliance and the Harpers and um, and various other groups, but um, but wow, we uh, it's it's a real mess. Like. Our, our characters have to keep moving on to keep fighting the elemental cults before they have a chance to regroup because some of them are using this opportunity to uh, to do further damage. But um, but dang, like all of us, we we all sort of got to really like the town of Red Larch, and um, lava is flowing towards it like right now, um, and uh, our characters are sort of like, well, I guess we better go deal with the greater problem and hopefully someone can help Red Larch. You didn't um, evacuate the town? The Red Larch was 50 miles away from where we dropped the bucket. Oh. The bucket drop was way the hell off over here. We can see where the lava's going and it's like, isn't Red Larch over there? 
Ew. Um, so, so yeah, we, we, we may have doomed a lot of places. There's a town about a hundred miles to the south that is about to, f- that, that basically the river that they live on and the keelboats that they run through are all going to be grounded for about a day because the river is going to dry up until it starts flowing again explosively. Um, so yeah, we have altered the face of the sword coast per- permanently and um yeah you don't alter it further exactly (laughs) well we're praying we don't because you know uh we don't really want to be tried for high treason so Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but the cults have been dealt with yeah okay so your main mission has been uh Mm -hmm. has been a success it was just the, the collateral damage along the way yeah, this is this is like dirty pair levels of success. I was more thinking of uh, Donald Rumsfeld levels of success, but that's uh well, no, because we haven't actually gone out and killed a bunch of innocent people. So fair enough, fair enough. But um, <laughs> well, speaking of killing innocent people, mm. uh, I got to run Delta Green uh, mm-hmm. this, uh, this Friday. I don't know yeah. if I was more excited about you hearing you running Delta Green or about hearing you uh, grilling up those uh, peppers and onions and sausages because that made me really hungry. Mm. Oh yeah, well, so that that was so the thing was um, I had a bunch of sausages like like yeah you know, like like andouille sausages that I needed to use. Uh-huh. And so I got some peppers and onions, and we had a friend of ours up, and uh, we all played some Delta green and, uh, eat sausages. <laughs> Good times. But, um, no, we did the, I, I won't, I won't tell too much about it because if people are interested, um, we actually mm. just played the quick start, which is, uh, it's available from arc dream publishing. It's free. So if you, Hey, mm. I want to play a game about government conspiracy and things from beyond. Go check this out. But, uh, Mm-hmm. Long story short, my players found something they shouldn't have, uh, tried to kill them, and they ended mm-hmm. up having to kill it by blowing up a house. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's kind of par for the course for Call of Cthulhu. It is, and I, I killed my girlfriend's character. So that oh. was... Mm-hmm. That oh. was... Mm-hmm. No, no, she was, it wasn't, she was good about it. She had fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the no nookie role. <laughs> <laughs> no, she had, she had a good time. Oh, and when it was the first time I'd ever run anything Cthulhu for her, which, ah. which actually, I was shocked mm. that it took me this long. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, considering, you know, I have, I have an elder sign on my arm. <laughs> oh, now that she's got a taste for it. Mm-hmm. Well, now that she's got a taste, so we I've kind of created the perfect storm because we're watching The Expanse right now, mm-hmm. uh, which is super good. Y'all should watch The Expanse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but watching The Expanse, um, we played through that, and I happened to I just I happened to have it up on my laptop this afternoon. I was looking at Eclipse Phase, which do mm-hmm. I think, yeah whether you know what Eclipse Phase is. I do at least a little bit. I've downloaded it and kind of um, scanned at it. So um, I 
I haven't had a chance to do anything with it, but uh, yeah, so, it looks really cool. So short ver long so short version is humanity. Uh, humanity tried. Well, humanity has been changed. They're now transhumanity. That's right. We won. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no, they're trans in that that they. Uh, essentially, you can change your body. Uh, by swapping into a new one, and it can mm-hmm. be a robot body or a biological body, or mm-hmm. it could be a neo avian body, or you could be an uplifted octopus. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, there's all sorts of crazy stuff, but either way, human he, what what is human is a complicated question now. But there's also this super uplifted AI that kind of wrecked shop on Earth, and then they mm. all disappeared. Mm. Mm-hmm. And your characters play as um, your agents of a group called Firewall. And essentially, your job is to prevent extinction-level events mm. from happening. Huh, that sounds interesting. So I think uh, Friday we're going to we're going to start an Eclipse Phase game. Cool. Um, Mm. cool. And there actually is even a Fate version of this game. Nice. Which is super cool, which might end up being, if we only have two people, it'll be the regular version. If we have three or more, it might be the Fate version. Mm. Eclipse Eclipse Fate. Fate. (laughs) It's actually called Transhumanity's Fate. Mm. Hmm. So either way, there'll be some cool stuff going down. But, uh, so that's what that's what I've been up to with gaming. Uh, just you know, the usual. Uh, yeah, I kind um, of wish I was doing some more. Um, but we're gonna the two, the two games. Yeah, I mean, I um, uh, one of them has gotten canceled until August, and the other one uh, only meets once a month. So it's rough. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna mm. talk after this because I want to do I want to do a uh, a one shot game with y'all. Mm. Well, we've been talking about it for what a few months now. We have, um, and mm-hmm. I but I have the perfect scenario. Uh huh. It's okay. Delta. It's Delta Green. Uh huh. Um, missing children, strange apocalyptic cult. Good times. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, uh, we will we'll definitely figure that out. But I, anyway, so uh, Cassie, you've got our topic tonight. I why don't you, do. Why don't you tell us what we're talking about? I do because we got a reader question. Da, da, da. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, not a reader question or a listener question, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, listener Lena Berg has asked. Um, essentially, she's never gamed before, but she's found our podcast very interesting, um, especially a lot of our discussion about um, uh, making things good at the table and whatnot. So her questions were, um, how could she even go about beginning to find some mm. kind of game when she's never done it before? And how could she make sure that she can find a group that would be compatible with her? 
And I guess are both really good questions. Yeah, and I guess we can expand that to how do you know when mm-hmm. you join the group if it'll work out? Yeah, those are good. So let's mm-hmm. let's start with that. The the titular question: How do you find a group? What I suggested to her uh, in talking to her is one of the things you could do is go to a game store mm-hmm. if you know where one is and look at the bulletin board. Um, a lot of game stores have bulletin boards where they have uh, groups advertised, you know, DM looking for players, whatever. One of the things she said was the one time she was in a game store, she saw uh, people actually playing in the store and she found that very uncomfortable. Hmm. That was her um, her concern about that. That's interesting. She found it uncomfortable. Did she say why? Um, I think she just didn't like the idea of playing in the middle of a store. Hmm. Um, That's and, also, and, and also, of course, you know, given that she is a hmm. trans woman, um, it's possible that she, that it might have felt a little too exposed for her. I'm not quite certain. That I can definitely understand. That's that's very fair. Like I've I've had situations where I have absolutely, unfortunately, felt uncomfortable in some of the game stores around us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe here. So here's a quick, kind of maybe a little side tangent I just thought about. Mm. So comfortable, like like we said, we we've suggested. I think the local the 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 FLGS, your friendly local game store. Mm-hmm. can kind of be a, a centralized community for, for for players around your area, but you really want to make sure you found a good one. Yeah, um, a friendly, friendly local game store. What what I look for, I, I think first and foremost, what tells me whether or not it's going to be a, a, a comfortable experience for me is cleanliness of the store. Mm. I I. I don't I, I I almost didn't want to include that, but that's that's a huge thing for me. If I walk in and I see the place is unorganized and chaotic, I, I'm just gonna turn around and walk right out. Well, no, I won't do that. I will awkwardly look at something for a few minutes <laughs> and then turn around and walk out. Well, I gotta we say trans that... folk are very, very polite and gentle. I, and I did that for years before I even thought about transitioning. So it must be something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I, uh, what I want to add to that is um, speaking as a both a, a gamer and a comics person who has been into both hobbies for many years. I can see what you're saying. I can also, to a certain extent, see the appeal of the old hole in the wall game or comic store. Um, I, I think you're basically correct because um, the good one, the good hole in the wall game comic stores have become the good clean game game comic stores now. Um, mm. But there was something about those old those old shops. I mean, you know what I'm talking about, friend, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back yeah. in the 80s and 90s, the grizzled stoner behind the counter is like, "Hey, come on in. What are you looking for? Maybe I got it." Well, and I I think so. I am specifically thinking about this one place near me. I won't name it because, Mm -hmm. you know, professionalism. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's um, 
I walked in and there were these two younger guys who hygiene levels may or may not have been the best. Mm. And they mm-hmm. they were arguing back and forth about cards and stuff, and oh. you know that kind of environment for me just isn't isn't good. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, when you get a bad vibe from a place, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. So, but I think first and foremost, if find a friendly local game store that you feel comfortable in. Like mm-hmm. and, and there may be several. Like there is a if you are in DC, I cannot recommend enough Labyrinth Games. It's it's in the city. It's amazing. Mm. They've they, oh my gosh. I, I I full disclosure, I interviewed interviewed for a job there. Didn't get it, <laughs> but I still love that place. Yeah. Yeah, I I think things that I look for are um, when you well one um, remember when you walk in there um, and this is especially true if you're a new gamer or a transgender person or anything like that you're a customer if you act like a customer and they don't act like they're trying to sell you stuff that's a bad sign you know mm-hmm. if you walk up and say um, excuse me, I'm kind of new at this, and I'm wondering, um, what what do I need for gaming? If if the person behind the the table isn't just like, oh well, you know, what kind of what kind of things do you like? You know, if they don't do that, you know, clap and rub the hands together, like, oh, this is gonna be awesome, then you know, that that's that's a warning sign. If you walk in and they sort of say, well, you know, check out the books over there, see what you like, uh, and then they turn back to whatever they were doing before. That's definitely a warning sign. If they engage with you, um, and then if on subsequent visits they remember you or notice and give you a smile, give you eye contact and stuff like that, those are all good signs because um, hopefully what that means is that person is going, I see you and I like you here and I want you to keep coming back. Um, And those are the those are the things you want because honestly the folks that run the store are, are hopefully the authorities and so if you find yourself having difficulty they're the ones you're going to be going to to ask for help or consideration and that's yeah. important as a new gamer and also as a trans gamer yeah you, well, or as any kind of gamer mm-hmm. honestly um you so, don't you don't want to be looking for the android dungeon of comic book of uh, gaming stores basically mm-hmm. If the person behind the desk, if you say, I'm a new gamer, uh, can you help me? And the person behind the desk says, well, mm-hmm. why don't you go stand in the corner or something like, you know, yeah. it's the, mm-hmm. just leave. Just yeah. leave. First of all, really, really good comic book guy. Mm-hmm. That was. <laughs> yes, I, I, I thought that was one of the better comic book guys <laughs> I have heard. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So like the front, good environment, friendly, asking to help you. Are you looking to help you mm-hmm. find what you're looking for? Um, now once, as part of once you get used to that kind of thing, then you mm-hmm. then things like um selection come into come into uh take into account because mm-hmm. I have been in gaming stores that are wonderfully friendly that for our for TTRPGs have a terrible selection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, been an issue. And but um so kind of a so something else to look forward to at your friendly local game store are things called organized play programs. Mm. 
if you're mm. interested and you just want to try something, um, the two I can speak for that are the most popular are uh, Dungeons and Dragons Adventurer League and mm-hmm. the Pathfinder Society. Uh-huh. Um, they're both casual. They're meant for, you know, you have your character, you come, you kind of drop in. Um, Pathfinder Society are they're kind of up to the store's discretion on to when they're run. But I, but Adventurers League is generally at Wednesday nights. Um, again, your store may vary, double check, but that's generally when they are. Um, and they're they're pretty fun because they're kind of overseen by wizards, and they well, want to make sure Pathfinder isn't. But yeah, no, you're, you're right. Pathfinder mm. is is Paizo, a Paizo. different company. Yeah, but and kind of in general, they want to make sure you're having a good time. Um, so if there's like a problem or there's like a game master who uh, maybe I'm trying to think, maybe it's being inappropriate or there's something Mm -hmm. going on or you just don't feel comfortable. There's somebody you can go and talk to Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and hopefully get something sorted out. And, and the, um, the nice thing for our specific listener, our specific listener, Lena, is that Mm -hmm. she does live in the greater Seattle area Mm -hmm. with Wizards of the Coast, who run the um, Adventures League, and where um, Paizo, who runs the um, Pathfinder group, are located. So mm-hmm. it'll probably be actually easier to find games involving that. Oh, is, is Paizo up there, too? I, I thought yeah. they were in mm-hmm. Texas. Nope, Paizo's nope. in Bellevue, I think. Huh. Um, they're, uh, unless they've moved, they're in uh, Redmond, actually, about... Okay. About five minutes from my house. Wow. <laughs> so. so there. Um, now, as far as products go, um, I wouldn't. I, I think another kind of um, roadblock people get into is what? What do I need? So, mm. I recommend before you look at giant rule books. Which don't mm. get me wrong, I love rule books. I'm I'm looking mm. at my exalted third edition book right now. <laughs> oh boy. But uh <laughs> a lot of games will have starter sets. And they're just little boxes that give some basic rules. An adventure, probably enough material to expand on that and, and keep you playing for quite a while. Yeah, the fifth mm-hmm. edition starter yeah. box is very good. Yeah, and there's there's a couple different mm-hmm. versions of it now. Okay, the one the, the original one that came out, I assume it's still around that has um a module called The Lost Minds of Pandelver. I think so, but then there's also another one that just came out. Okay. And then a Stranger it, Things variant. Yeah, the Stranger Things variant I've seen, but I didn't buy because uh, it's the same except for the module <laughs> and mm-hmm. I didn't feel it was worth it, but I um they are very good. And something that I was going to say is the other thing that you should do is look around at the books. Look around and see what's there. Maybe you're mm-hmm. not actually interested in playing D&D. Maybe you're not interested in playing uh, Pathfinder, which is basically fantasy as well. Maybe you want to play a science fiction game. Maybe you want to play a Star Wars game. I mean, take a look at what's around and figure out what you're interested in, because that will help you find a game you really want to play. 
Yeah, and there are mm. there are a lot of like like for me, for instance, I generally don't like fantasy. I, I'm not saying I hate it. I'll play D and D, and and you know, because I'm a warlock. <laughs> uh, but, um, but I like sci-fi and horror. So mm-hmm. like my favorite games, you know, Star Trek, Cthulhu, um, both of those actually have starter boxes. Mm-hmm. And they are really good. And I'm and I'm I'm not just saying this because I'm a fan. If it if they were crap, I tell you. Mm-hmm. But they're pretty good. The only issue with buying a starter box is if you want to play in a game but you don't want to actually run a game, they might mm-hmm. be a little less useful. Um, what I like to suggest is um, basically, okay, here's what you need to probably buy. This is it. A set of dice, some pencils, and some paper. Mm-hmm. Calculator, if you're like me. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you but, don't even have to buy the paper. We have, I have a ream of stuff well, no, that's basically the just, backsides of... I'm just saying, you know, as, as basics, if you don't know what your game is and whatnot, if you find a game that you like, and you, and you find a group that you like, I really do believe that it is the response it is not the responsibility of everyone in that game to necessarily have a book oh no absolutely not yeah and so it's definitely i mean if it's your first game or whatnot it's not your responsibility to understand all the rules either you Mm -hmm. it's it is the responsibility of a good game master and a good group to help new players understand the game understand the rules to help them make a character if they need to so if you don't want to buy a $20 box set or a $35 minimum book, you know, you shouldn't have to if you can find a decent group. And that's mm-hmm. really the crux of the issue is finding a good group that's playing something that you want to play. Um, mm-hmm. As we said, a lot of game uh, stores have bulletin boards up um, where people, you know, good old fashioned bulletin boards where they tack up, you know, a GM looking for players in blah game, um, contact blah, and sometimes they even specify um, um, experience levels, like experienced players, unex- non-experienced players, whatever. Um, and then I'm sure there are online resources as well that I'm just not familiar with. Uh, there are there are some, um, and I, I will say. If you are interested in trying something and maybe there's nothing around you, look online. Look for like mm-hmm. online games. Yeah. You don't need to have a lot. You don't need to have like a professional audio setup. Like as long as you have a microphone, most of the time that's good. <laughs> you might not even need a specialized microphone if this podcast for me is any indication. No, yeah, like like just like <laughs> something mm-hmm. on your phone. Um so there are a lot of different options, like for, for particularly for searching for things online, I can recommend um, R L so on Reddit, the subreddit R L F G looking for group. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty good place. Uh, I've definitely found some, uh, some pickup games there and, and a pretty good time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, or. Last time- the last time I played an online game, it was um, on uh, Internet Relay Chat, so I'm really not the uh, right person to talk about. 
Hmm. Well, for 19, the 1992, I think. <laughs> for the majority of my post college gaming, it's been online because wow, I left mm. I yeah. lived in the middle of nowhere and I worked at a call center. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, yeah, and that is definitely a an option, especially if you are shy. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you don't have to be in a room with bunches of people. And there are wonderful online tools um, like Roll Twenty uh, and whatnot to just um, get maps, mm-hmm. share maps, share share all kinds of movement, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, of course, you are trusting everybody to not lie about the dice pulls. Um, actually, actually, D, uh, Roll20, you can do the rules in the app, and that way uh, it, it ain't an issue. Uh, uh, actually, it's remarkably easy. Um, I was doing it today. I was rolling my, I was rolling my to hits on my D20 in front of me. Um, we were all playing at the table, but we were using the app because uh, we've got the module in the app. So um, you go into the chat and you type slash roll space and then you know 3d6 plus 18 and it just does it and it sends it out in the chat and everybody can see it and there's no way to influence it so well, that is totally not fun i'm sorry what oh. rolling the dice just having the physical oh uh, okay fine okay that's a topic for another uh obviously <laughs> a topic for another uh session i think yeah um so, so Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so, like I said, there are a lot of options for finding groups. Um, and sometimes you just have to look around and see what's in your area. Um, friendly, friendly Game Store is a place to start. Uh, a lot of good I- online resources. Um, RBG.net is another good one. Um, mm-hmm. But how do you know? So, our, the second part of that question then is how do we know if you found a good group? So yeah, that's like a hard what question? What mm. for y'all? What makes what makes it a good group? Um, <clears throat> being able to play in a somewhat simpatico fashion. I mean, you know, it's not you're not playing. It doesn't feel like you're playing against each other. If that mm. makes sense. Um, I mean, it's hard because you know, Fran and I have been gaming with the same people for a really, really, really long time. Mm-hmm. So uh, I haven't had. I mean, okay. So I I did. Uh, I have gamed at Watsi a few times, and the first couple of times I didn't know any of these people. Um, mm. it was it was a complete. You know, by by the third session we were all like, "Hey, how you doing? All right, yeah." Mm-hmm. It's it's only every few months, so it was nice to catch up with people. But um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just. Does everyone want to be there? Does everyone want everybody else to be there? Are you there for time? Are you there to just be a jerk? Um, is there laughter around the table? That's a big indication, assuming the laughter isn't directed at a specific person. Mm-hmm. Would so this might be this might be a little bit off topic, but would anyone like to hear the worst table I ever played at? Absolutely. Let's go for it. Yeah. So this was a so full disclaimer. This was a con game. Um, this was that one d four. I'm sorry. What now? I said we can also talk about that later because that is another place mm. to play the game. That is. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so this is a, a local convention, 1D4Con, uh, which otherwise is great. I, I, I love that convention. Mm. But um, I was running the Laundry Files. Do either of you know what that is? I think you've mentioned it to in, in a previous uh, It's uh, so, Is lo- that the one with the, uh, Alan Turing and... Yeah, it's yeah. Lovecraftian mm-hmm. horror meets, mm-hmm. you, you know, office politics meets mm-hmm. Monty Python. Yeah. Uh, so it was a little interesting game. Um, I was running it, and I had a guy come. He just got, had a ticket. He came in. He didn't know what the game was. And mm. we, I explained it to him, and he's like, oh, okay, I guess. Um, <laughs> just proceeded to mock me, mock the game, mock the other players. Aye, aye, aye. It was oh, it was bad. It was real bad. I think if, if that happened nowadays, I think what I would do is maybe – Maybe sell so everyone to take five and talk to him or mm-hmm. talk to an organizer. And uh, at the time, I just kind of tried to roll with it, but yikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, GM should always remember uh, Rock Folsom Sky hits player on the head does exist. <laughs> I, I have mm-hmm. literally killed a player with a piano like that once. <laughs> I, Were you I playing- had a. Were you playing tune? Were you playing tune? No, I was playing um, a game from John Wick. Oh my! Uh, House of the Blooded. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I um, I I I had a. Yeah, actually, my my worst one was actually with um, putative friends. This was back in high school, and actually, I've gotten to know the guy who did this a lot better, and he. He figured his stuff out, but he was a real snot as a as a kid. I brought him into a cyberpunk game, and he immediately um, walks into the really tough bar that they're kind of pussyfooting around in to get information, walks up and demands the most challenging drink they've got, and you know says, "I want a Romulan ale." And the bartender goes, oh, "Okay," and goes behind the bar and makes what he thinks a Romulan ale would look like. And it comes out and it's basically like creepy ass wood alcohol, nasty, poisonous, dear God, why would you drink that stuff? And um, he swallows it and um, just downs it all in one shot. Um, the bartender freaks out, jumps over the counter and slaps a sober patch on him. And it's like, what are you trying to kill yourself? And um, our... Our boy draw, draws a gun on the bartender. Jesus. And a hand with an iron grip, no, I mean really an iron grip, <laughs> drops on his shoulder. And the bouncer says, we don't attack the bartender, bud. And spins him around. He starts shooting the bouncer, who, you know, doesn't care. Picks him, picks him up with this. You know, picks up this guy who's firing into his chest with a nine millimeter pistol. Walks him to the door and throws him across the street. So he digs into his bag, grabs his uh, his uh, Kalashnikov out of there, oh, and is about to raise it when the other guard, who's up in the upper story, opens up on him with a pintle mounted machine gun and cuts him down. And he's just like, this, this, why are you doing this? It's supposed to be a game. Yeah, it's supposed to be a cyberpunk game of the dark future, and you just walked into a biker bar and spat on someone's boot, bud. So, 
yeah, I think that that's the worst table I've run at. Um, I've played it worse, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, someday you'll you'll you should tell the story about the um that 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 wondrous beholder. Mm. Oh God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's so, a little bit far afield, but yeah. So basically, I mean, it's it, here's the thing about knowing you're on a good you're in a good group. Mm. It's kind of something that it's hard to know if you're in a good group before you actually start playing. Mm. Um, I mean, you can get a vibe if you're in a physical space with the group around a table. You can certainly get a vibe, um, but. And actually, to jump in briefly, that is one of the places where having um, having folks uh, gaming in a store is actually a useful thing because you can kind of come in and watch and be like, oh, they're you know they're treating each other with respect, they're having fun, and they're letting each other talk. And it's important to know in a store, of course, it's easier to walk away. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whereas at someone's house, it's a little more difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. The first time I, I played with this group at Watsi, you know, uh, was either my first or one of my first times there out, uh, out, out as trans. And the fact mm. that no one cared um, told me what kind of group I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. So that yep. is definitely a sign. So you can, you can get a vibe, but as far as playing styles, it's hard to know. Um, whether you'll be compatible with them necessarily unless you start playing. And uh, once you do that, you start, you get to know that pretty quickly. If you're not compatible uh, with them in play style or what you want to do, you can tell fairly quickly, I think. Yeah. Have we lost Liz? No, no, I'm still here. I'm just, I'm, I was, that was, you, you were making good points. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> Overall, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, finding, I think, finding a group that you feel comfortable with, like that you feel safe with, particularly as maybe as a queer individual, I think that is the number one concern. Um, mm-hmm. Play style for me, I, I I can adapt. I you know, uh. I'm sorry, I just thought a really bad joke. Um, <laughs> but uh, like, I think being adaptable uh, is good. Try out, if, particularly if you're new, try out some different styles and see if you like it. Like, um, you know, maybe try a dungeon crawler. Try something that's super narrative. Mm-hmm. See which one feels good for you. And more uh, than you can. Yeah. But just, I but, love both. But just finding that group that you feel secure with, mm-hmm. I, I think is, is very important. Mm-hmm. I, I have definitely had times where I've met potential groups and just immediate warning bells have gone off. It's like, yeah, I think, uh, I think maybe I'm just going to conveniently forget what time the game is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's a little, that's a little mean. I mean, canceling is one thing, but just not showing. Well, it, yeah, and, and that is very true. You are right. And I wouldn't do that today 
this is there were extenuating circumstances. Uh uh-huh. like like people being drunk and I don't like that. I'm not uh-huh. I'm not really about that and uh-huh. it made me uncomfortable, so I didn't I just didn't go back. Uh so it was yeah. some D and D and D. Yeah. Mm. Which again, people like alcohol, not not doubting that. I, I just drunk people around me sometimes make me uncomfortable. Uh-huh. I can understand. That's perfectly valid. So is there anything else though? Any other any other tips or anything else about I me? Mean, I guess we could talk for another hour even. Yeah. About this. Yeah. But anything right now we wanna we wanna add to how do you find a group and how do you know if you've got a good group? Um Yeah. Um Damn, I had something and it's fled. Mm. Uh, I mean, again, the way to find a group. I, I I really think the first step is to go to a game store, look at some games, and get some mm-hmm. kind of idea of what you're interested in playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I mean, you could just, you know, go generic and go Dungeons and & Dragons, and that's fine, actually. That can mm-hmm. be very, very fun. Um and it's a perfectly fine first game. Um, I think it might be a little complicated, but lots and lots of people start with it. I did. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're not interested in Dungeons & Dragons, you you can find a different game. And once you have an idea of the kind of thing you like to play, mm-hmm. then, you can start, then you can start looking for um, players wanted um, online, uh, offline, on bulletin boards or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, so you don't box yourself into starting out with something you're not as interested in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And buy, and buy some dice. They're fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll use them all. Um, <laughs> then build towers out of them. <laughs> yeah. And I guess, I guess, um, you know, it, getting into gaming is kind of like getting into anything, you know, getting into any hobby or, or dating or anything like that, the first time may not be the magical one. You know, you so so be sort of prepared to um, to try the first thing and go, well, that's clearly not it. <laughs> and to swap off to something else. Don't don't feel like I have failed at gaming because your first game did not do for you what you were hoping that gaming would do. Um, and again, same thing with game stores and GMs. You know, people don't match for all kinds of reasons. So, you know, come out and and give it a try. And if it does if if some part of it doesn't work, try something else. Try going, yeah, this this isn't for me and and step across to something else. Mm-hmm. And remember, it's not a personal failing, no mm-hmm. matter what happens. Yeah, exactly. That is, those are all really good points. So, mm-hmm. um, so let's kind of move on here. Let's uh, let's move on to shout outs. So, Cassie, what are you digging this week? Uh, Fran can go first. Okay, Fran, you go first. Oh crud! <laughs> I was expecting him <laughs> okay. to, to try to figure out something. Um, I'm going to let you in behind the curtain. We recorded our last episode a few days ago, so it hasn't mm-hmm. been. A- <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's yeah. a little harder for me to 
come up with a shout out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I, you know, I'm going to go to, well, I don't know whether I'd call it a guilty pleasure. It's a, a, um, a pleasure with its potentially dubious aspects, but, um, when the modern world and all of its miseries are are getting to me and grinding me down and I'm feeling like there's there's no hope for the future. Um, all of a sudden, a new season of Queer Eye comes out. Um, no longer Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, which I think is actually wonderful. Um, and I, I get to sit down and watch um, a bunch of really kind and kind-hearted people go out and try to do nice things for people and help people um, be themselves, um, be selves that they can feel proud of. Um, and even more so than the first series, the, uh, the, the current series that's running on Netflix right now, um, they're going out of their way to tackle new problems. The, the first uh, version of Queer Eye was basically gay men going out and going, hi, I'm gay. Hey, look, we're not hitting each other, and that's okay. Isn't that nice? Um, the new season is basically going out and saying, hey, I'm gay, and I'm black. Um, you're black, too. Life's hard sometimes, isn't it? Or, you know, I am gay, and I was raised in the church, and they kicked me out. And here you are in the church I really wish that I could have been a part of, um, because your church is accepting, and you have gone out of your way to create openings for LGBT people. Or, hey, we're all gay, and you're a transgender guy, and, you know, you're, you're also a gay man, and you're a very different gay man, and we get to try to help you come out into the gay male community. And um, there are days right now where... I don't care if it gets a little inspiration porny, and it does. Um, and I don't care if they're a little snooty about fashion or um, design or anything like that, because every once in a while they are. But they do kindness to other people, and they go to places that one would not expect a group of five gay men to go, and they receive welcome and enthusiasm and they give and get love from a lot of people and it really warms my heart it is a reminder that for all the volume of shit that we get on social media for all of this screaming and clawing that we have um there are plenty of people out there who are just unfamiliar and who, as soon as they meet you and learn your story, um, will say, I didn't know that. I'm really glad you came. So that's my shout-out for today. Okay. Um, well, Sorry, strong feelings. <laughs> that's okay. I, um, I don't entirely agree with you, but that's okay. Um, we've disagreed about straight eye, about queer eye for mm -hmm. 
many years now. Um, mm-hmm. But I have come up with something, something I actually watched today that is also on Netflix that was just uh, just came out ah, yes. a short while ago. You don't know what I'm going to say. Yes, I do. Because <laughs> I read Twitter. Oh, because you read Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so David Harbour, the actor um, who um, is probably at this point best known for uh, Stranger Things, um, has put <laughs> it's a half hour show where he is. Um, supposedly exploring the career of his late father, David Harbour Jr. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it, and it centers around the, um, the, a, tele, a telefilm of a play called Frankenstein's Monster, Frankenstein, no, Frankenstein's Monster, what is it? You want me to go for it? Monster, Monster Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, and it had me laughing from beginning to end, some of which was because um, I'm old enough to recognize some of the references. Um, like there is a beautiful reference, an outstanding, ridiculously great reference to um, uh, Orson Welles's infamous wine commercials. Uh, <laughs> Oh, oh no. my god, friend, you have to see this. Oh god. <laughs> it's it's a little over I think it's thirty-four minutes, so it's like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um I hope to goodness that mm. that that he does more ridiculous stuff like this because you know, we're used to seeing we're used to seeing Hopper doing his Hopper thing, and this is just because he plays himself and his father. Um and mm-hmm. I, I just you gotta watch it. It made my day. Um, it, you it you really have to watch it. It was just added on Netflix, I think, less than a week ago. So it's still on their like new thing. Um, so I guess that's gonna be my 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 shout out uh, for for now. Uh, the only other thing that I have is I finally got caught up on the new uh, the new series of Young Justice, the comic book series. Um, Brian. Bendis has revived the series and somehow brought most of the original team back together. And he has added Amethyst Princess of Gemerald, who is oh, mm-hmm. my, my princess, um, whose work, I, I, whose book I loved when I was a little kid so much. Dan Mishkin and Gary Cohn and Ernie Colon stuff. Mm. Oh, it was so good. And um, so I'm just reading it because I love Amethyst. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your shout outs uh liz i think i'm gonna shout out to salt <laughs> okay just just the uh just the mineral just just salt oh yeah. spironolactone's a hell of a drug isn't it yeah the cravings have been uh. real bad i've got a salt shaker <laughs> in front of me <laughs> oh my uh, I, I may or may not be licking my hand and sprinkling a little bit on <laughs> licking it off i Quick story. My dad was a geologist, and so we had lots and lots of, you know, rocks around our house. And my, my, one of the ones he had was a giant crystal of sodium chloride. Um, and I don't know if he ever really figured it out, but my sister and I would sneak by on a fairly regular basis and lick pieces off the base. And so this thing got gradually shorter and shorter over the course of our lives. Imagine so, Heather doing this. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, don't, I think I've told you the story about my uh, my therapist has one of those rock salt lamps. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, could I lick it once? <laughs> She's like, what that's the door. We're just going to talk. We're going to start next session with that. <laughs> oh, salt. But, uh, it asks, but, uh, it no, gets so no, much nasty. I guess my real shout out is it's, it's as good as salt is. Uh-huh. My uh, my real shout is going to be to a book I've been listening to called uh, Children of Time by Adrian Tchaikovsky. Hmm. It's uh, hard science fiction. It's uh, it's kind of weird, uh, but it's got uplifted, super intelligent spiders. Ooh. Hmm. Okay. Real creeped out by them, but spider culture is fascinating, and hmm. I love it when. The it's just between two protagonists, a classicist, someone who studies old Earth, because uh, Earth, some real bad stuff happened to Earth, uh, and these uplifted spiders, and uh, it's it's good, it's really good. Okay, you want to you want to say that again? Yes, it is Children of Time by Andrew Tchaikovsky. Eyes okay. for your, all your spidery needs. <laughs> all right. I, wasn't sure I had any, but okay. Uh, thanks for tuning in to this spiderific. <laughs> <laughs> Please, yes, someone, someone help us. I'm tired. <laughs> someone take so us out. Where, 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 where can we find you on on the Twitters, Liz? <laughs> you can find me at little underscore lizzie 22 on twitter i am at tip tip transformed on twitter and i am at ronald and valor on the twitters we can be found on facebook at tabletop transmissions we have a lovely page we can also be found on itunes and podbean i don't know where you're listening to this but we could be found those two places and if you're listening on itunes by any chance Please help us with the algorithm and leave some kind of star review. We don't, can, we don't. It can be bad. I mean, just leave us something. Oh yeah, and also, buy my book. It's vigilant. Um, that's right. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's vigilant. Bad. Sold wherever fine ebooks are sold and sold in print on Drive Through Fiction. Look for Sarah and Francis Stewart. Vigilant. You can and, also. I'm okay. saying you can also find us on uh, Twitter at. Oh, yes. Or at transmissions. Listen to how I spell it because I made a mistake when I made the Twitter account. <laughs> we are at T R A N S M I S T I O N S. And if you are a hyper intelligent spider from the future, click, click, clacky, clack, 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 click, tap, tap, tap. That's Spider for <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Have a good week. Bye.